it's time for the IHSA Safety Podcast. Hey, Sam, welcome back to the CORE Podcast. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking about preparing for the external audit. Stacy, this is the best part of the uh, of the podcast is preparing for the external audit, and it's an exciting moment for both uh, the client and IHSA. Absolutely, and as I um, understand, and the reason that you're on this podcast episode is because you are uh, involved in the external audit process, are you not? Yes, I am. Okay, perfect. So I got the right man for this conversation. <laughs> Um, Okay, so um, yeah, we've made it through the uh, internal audit process and, um, you know, given the green light to move ahead to the external audit. So I just want to ask you um, a couple questions today. And I'm going to start out with um, what should companies be doing uh, to prepare for their external audit? Well, companies should review their, uh, their internal audit process uh, closing any gaps in the program, if they had a corrective action plan to make sure that they follow it through, and also uh, taking some of the feedback from the internal audit uh, and making sure that all of the T's are crossed and all the I's are dotted. Um, just get yourself well prepared by reviewing what you've done through the through the internal audit process right okay so yeah with my conversation with scott we talked about um corrective action plans in a little bit more detail um and you know we learned about the importance of creating a good corrective action plan and um, what it should be used for and here again you know obviously you're telling us to make sure that you go through the corrective action plan and your focus on uh, on that in order to make sure that you achieve the success at the external audit correct Okay, so everyone, for everyone who's listening, if you haven't already done so, definitely make sure to take a listen to the episode that I did with Scott, uh, where we talk uh, about the corrective action plan in, in detail. Um, okay, Sam, so could you walk us through the typical process for a company who is preparing for the external audit? Uh, I know that you recommended um, that the internal auditor starts with a, a meeting with senior management in order to kind of go over the results of the uh, internal audit and starting to set some expectations about how to prepare for the external audit. Yes, uh, that is correct. It is important that uh, the internal auditor with senior management have a meeting uh, to discuss the timeline, including the logistics and the schedule. Uh, also getting uh, an associate auditor to do the audit and making sure that in the company is ready for the external audit. Mm-hmm. Uh, to me, it, it is important that senior management leads that communication to the rest of the team right. and make sure uh, that everyone is familiar with the, uh, the interview questions and observations and provide training as needed to the workforce in that firm. Uh, at the end of the day, uh, it's got to be driven by management with the internal auditor being there as a resource to yeah. make sure that it all of that does happen. Yeah, I mean, the internal auditor, it's no no secret that the internal auditor does a lot of the heavy lifting for the core uh, process, but uh, definitely should be driven um, by the senior management. So we're showing some leadership and, you know, commitment from the company, um, you know, to make sure that everybody else in the company is on board and everyone's, you know, working towards the same goals. And 
and uh, that you're going to be successful in the external audit. Yes. Yes. Um, okay. So what about booking the external audit? When should companies look to book the audit? Uh, companies as per the, uh, as per the core guideline must, uh, book an audit within six months of receiving the internal audit results. And that six months also, uh, depends on the corrective action plan and how much needs to be done, right. uh, with the, in the corrective action plan. And, and it also depends on, uh, their projects. Um, and if they're a seasonal company, you want to make sure uh, you do the audit uh, when it's at peak for you. And the other, the other important key factor to all of this is the availability of the auditors. And I also recommend that you get three quotes mm -hmm. uh, for your audit, just to, you know, make sure that uh, you're getting uh, what you feel needs. Uh, is the right price right just to have some comparables makes sense for sure exactly yes um so you're talking about you know the availability of the associate auditors um but does the ihsa ever do any of the external audits or is it just strictly the associate auditors that do them uh, i'm glad you asked that question ihsa has something called associate auditor mentoring audits mm -hmm. this is an associate auditor uh uh, mentoring audits is a process IHSA uses as the last step for potential auditors to become an IHSA accredited associate auditor. Right. And associate auditor candidates have to be have to successfully complete three mentoring audits. Once the candidate passes the mentoring audits, their names are added on the IHSA associate uh, auditor list on IHSA's webpage. Okay. Uh, so it is an important process and we really appreciate companies being involved in the mentoring, uh, audit process. And, you know, just to clarify for everybody, uh, as a part of that mentoring audit process, it would be somebody like yourself, a lead auditor who would be heading up that, uh, external audit. Yes. Okay. So it'd be yourself, uh, John or Pete, correct? Or Pete. Yes. Yeah. Okay, perfect. Um, so is there anything else that uh, companies should be considering when booking their external audit? Uh, yes, they should uh, consider peak season of work mm -hmm. and they know when their peak season is. Also to make sure that the documentation that's required is readily available. They got to make sure also that the company scope reflects their WSID classification and that's also passed on to the associate auditor uh, when they're uh, being contacted so then they can fill in a, a proper NFAA and also senior management should be involved in this process to make sure that uh, everything is going smoothly and also provide support to the internal auditor uh, as he's collecting all of this information to get ready for the external audit. Right. And I just wanted to uh, point out, like when you were talking about um, making sure that, you know, you do the audit, the external audit at peak season of work, um, you know, that's not, it's obviously applicable to a lot of companies, a lot of construction companies, but for some uh, construction companies that are maybe doing interior commercial or something like that, um, you know, if, if work is pretty steady all, all year round, then it's not really necessarily having to pinpoint a peak season. It's just that we want to make sure that your company has 
uh, representative work going on. You know, if you're a paving company, then obviously we're not going to be looking to do your external audit, you know, in February, right? We want to make sure that you have action going on and something that we can actually come out and uh, see, right? Yes, Uh, Yes, because observation is part observation is part of the uh, part of the process, right? Exactly. Yeah. Um, Okay, so would it be advisable then if you're taking all of this kind of stuff that you just mentioned into consideration, um, and then get in touch with an auditor in order to get something booked and and put onto your calendar uh, within the timeframe that works for your company? Uh, yes, you have to. You want to make sure that you have your external audit booked within six months time frame that you were given from the end of your internal audit review. Right. Okay. Uh, so we find an associate auditor and we've confirmed a date. And now what? Once you've completed that process, the associate auditor will will uh, fill in a contract, which is an NFAA which is notice from the associate auditor. Mm-hmm. The NFAA must be completed and submitted to an IHSA core lead auditor at least three weeks, 21 days prior to your scheduled date mm-hmm. of any IHSA core audit. The associate auditor cannot proceed until written approval has been provided by the IHSA. Okay. Um, and once the uh, once the NFAA is signed off by the uh, client or the firm, then it's got to be submitted to IHSA, the NFAA, and and then the associate auditor will uh, go ahead and do the external audit. Okay, and and just to clarify for those who might not have been through the process before or not really be familiar with the NFAA, um, what you're saying that that's kind of a, it's a contract, but. Um, is that something where, you know, you'd be basically putting in for IHSA to review to make sure that um, your, your external audit is going to have like enough sites, um, enough people are being interviewed and, you know, or is that the kind of stuff you're, you're checking for in the NFA? Uh, yes, we're going to be checking for the uh, interview, um, uh, the interviews uh, that's required, like you said, observations. Mm-hmm. And it also has to be signed off by senior management because okay. they're the ones who are going to be paying for the contract. Right. And also the scope of work has got to be exactly as per the WSIB account number, the classification, mm-hmm. and the type of work that they're basically doing. Okay. So like you said, you're just getting the final stamp of approval before you actually go out and get the uh, external audit done. Yes. Okay. Um, So do you have any advice or recommendations on how internal auditors uh, can prepare their workers for the upcoming external audit? Uh, Yes. It is important that both the internal auditor and senior management work together uh, to inform the the workers about the audit. Uh, Prepare for the interview questions and understand the questions. A lot of times it's very stressful for the workers when they're being interviewed. Mm-hmm. So you want to make sure that the workers are at ease. Uh, we're not looking for a right or wrong answer. It's all about finding out how well they understand the company's management system. Right. Uh, workers, uh, at the end of the day, workers need to know and understand why the company is going for core. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the key here is that core is... Uh, is a certificate recognition program where a health and safety system uh, is uh, is reviewed and looked at, and and workers have to understand that often companies need core for 
contracts with both public and private sector construction projects in Ontario. Right. Uh, and for example, some municipalities accept expect their contractors to be registered with core program in order for them to qualify for bidding, bidding purposes. So it, it, it is important for the workers to understand that core will, if once a company gets it, it provides them an extra revenue for them to actually get work and be employed yeah. uh, by that company. Yeah, I think that's a really good point because I think sometimes workers are unaware of like why the company is trying to achieve core. Oh yeah, okay, we're doing this, you know, health and safety thing that they're really focused on right now. <laughs> you know, but they might not understand like what the incentive is. So yeah, it's definitely really important that they know and, and understand why it's so important. And, um, you know, I think that once people do know and understand why it's so important, other than obviously to maintain a uh, safe and healthy workplace, um, I think that um, it also, you know, would help with, um, you know, the, the importance, seeing the importance of their support and, and their cooperation in the whole whole process, you know? Uh, yes, it, it... It's a matter of creating a team culture mm -hmm. and workers understanding the business aspect of the company moving forward right. and being able to bid on new jobs and have continued work and employment. I think this is important for everyone in the company and I think it's important also for the uh, construction industry in Ontario. Yeah, absolutely. I agree. Okay, well, um, you know, I think we've gotten uh, a lot of good information for uh, preparing for the external audit. Um, did you have any final thoughts or considerations for this topic? Yes, uh, to me, uh, this task is really, really important for the internal auditor to show leadership in the company mm -hmm. and uh, working with senior management and workers to accomplish a team goal of achieving core yeah. and building and building a very powerful uh, chemistry, which is called a positive culture mm -hmm. for the firm. And at the end of the day, by everybody doing the same thing in the construction industry, uh, we'll have a, a, a safe environment and also they'll, the work will be there for uh, everyone. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, just because you've been involved with CORE for, for so long now, um, just to get your opinion or your what, what you've observed over the past several years, like have you seen the impacts of CORE on the industry yourself? Uh, yes, I have. I've noticed that um, a lot of companies that have gone through CORE have a better understanding to mitigate the risk. Mm -hmm. And uh, they've also and they've also noticed that uh, a lot of their uh, incidents have been going down. Uh, near misses are being reported. Mm -hmm. uh, documentation has improved a lot, like weekly inspections, Joint Health and Safety Committee. It's a it's an understanding that uh, that both workers and management. Uh, work together for the same goal. Um, everybody goes home with a paycheck and goes home safely. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I forget where it was that I heard this and it might have been at, you know, um, internal, uh, internal auditor conference or something. But I remember when I was an internal auditor and I heard 
that, you know, everyone's perception of what a dangerous job is. And, um, you know, most people thought that being a police officer or a firefighter is a dangerous job because, you know, every single day those guys are going out and they're, you know, putting themselves into harm's way and whatnot, right? So just public perception is that being a police officer or a first responder is a dangerous job. But when you actually look at statistics and see what is the largest category of people in Ontario that don't go home at the end of their day, it was actually coming from the construction industry. And that to me was like really, really impactful because, you know, it's obviously something that needs to be addressed. And I'm glad to, you know, be working for an organization that um, takes takes that on and, and helps construction companies to um, reduce the risk and educate their workers. And, um, you know, it's it's a push in the right direction to to make sure that, more people are going home at the end of the day, you know. Yes, yeah, and uh, and and it's getting uh, and it's getting out there in the industry. Uh, notice a lot of companies have core on their uh, vehicles. Yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> notice companies actually calling IHSA and and uh, telling us uh, how core has changed their. Uh, their firm, their belief in health and safety. Mm-hmm. It's all good. It's all positive. And uh, hopefully it'll be, uh, it'll be uh, on for a long time. Yeah, I agree. Okay, Sam. Well, thank you so much for this discussion on preparing for the external audit. And um, just want to say, you know, good luck to all the external audit or sorry, all the internal auditors out there who are pre- preparing for their external. Um, again, if you have any questions, concerns, we, we do want you to be successful. So, um, you know, if you have anything, reach out to the core consultant that you were just dealing with in your internal audit review um, or get in touch with us at core at ihsa.ca and, um, and ask any questions that you may have leading up to your external audit. Uh, good luck, everyone. Yeah, good luck, everyone. Thanks, Sam, for, for talking with yeah. me today. Bye. Yeah. Bye-bye now. The IHSA Safety Podcast. For more episodes, tips, and all things safety, go to ihsasafetypodcast.ca. Thanks for listening.